0: and welcome to cruising for every reason. this week it's a mini-sode where i'm once again joined by my husband benjamin hi hey ben thanks for coming back More than welcome. I've got a little bit of new equipment for podcasting, which I thought we should get used to. And what's better to do it than with my husband, because it's Christmas, New Year's and everything. I thought it might also be nice just to do a little stress-free mini episode before I kick back into it for 2021.
1: And the main use of the new equipment that you've got is to put like radio DJ sound effects into it. So we've got plenty of fart noises and Mm. boings and fake applause and boos coming up.
0: Uh, I could do one right now. Please don't. Okay. (laughs) Wait. (laughs)
1: okay one and out no more
0: yeah so thanks for joining me in 2020 I hope you're ready for lots more Tom Cruise I have got plenty of movies to go for 2021 but what we thought we would do something a little bit different so Ben found something that Tom Cruise has done that I was completely unaware of it is a movie but it's not quite you know a Tom Cruise movie as you would normally expect to see them. Basically, he narrated a IMAX film that was all about the space station and we decided to watch it and we've just thought we would talk about that and a few other little bits and pieces to do with Tom Cruise, uh, especially he's been in the news a lot lately, which is exciting for me personally. But yeah, we're just going to have a little chat about that, so very chill.
1: The documentary is called Space Station, pause for effect, 3D.
0: It sure is. (laughs) The
1: long tradition of amazing 3D movies. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Friday the 13th, part 3D, Martin Scorsese's Hugo. That was 3D, wasn't
0: it? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Avatar and then Space Station, 3D. Avatar,
1: Clash of the Titans, except it did it really badly because it wasn't actually filmed in 3D. It was just all that, that little period there where 3D movies were all the rage and they did everything in post-production badly. Yeah,
0: and I remember seeing that because I feel like that was shortly after Avatar.
1: Yeah, well, Avatar kicked it off and all of a sudden every movie had to be in 3D and thankfully that lasted like three to four years and we don't do it anymore um this is an imax movie did you ever see a big dorky documentary in imax
0: i actually can't remember i feel like at SeaWorld, didn't they have didn't they, maybe one of the theme parks have it
1: i have a really strong recollection of going to sydney And going for like a day trip with my family to the Sydney sort of the harbour area Mm. um, near the Opera House. And I remember there being like an IMAX theatre over there. You go there and like the families pay some exorbitant amount of money to take their family or four or five people to an IMAX movie in which you sit. There's only ever like 20 other people in the actual theatre. But (laughs) the 10 people that are in there have paid like $350 collectively to get their 3D glasses and watch a 47-minute film narrated by Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Or in this case, Tom Cruise. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't think I ever saw them at South Bank when they were thing. And, I mean, it's worked out well for all of us because now IMAX cinemas are just regular movie cinemas. Except I don't like seeing IMAX movies on IMAX because it's too big.
1: Yeah, I exclusively see Christopher Nolan movies in IMAX theatres. So.
0: Yeah, you, you don't because we didn't watch Tenet in... Damn it. <laughs>
1: It was supposed to save cinema, damn it.
0: Uh, so there's not really a lot to talk about the Space Station IMAX movie. It was...
1: Well, the reason we came across this was because there was news recently of an upcoming movie that Tom Cruise is doing. Mm. Which, for now, we're just going to call it Space with like an exclamation point. Uh, but he's doing it with Doug Lyman, who directed Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And American made. And all we know about it is that it is set in space, except that it's actually set in space because Tom Cruise is actually going to space to film it with Elon Musk. I assume not like holding hands with Elon Musk and they're going up together. I assume with the help of Elon Musk.
0: Well, all I know is that SpaceX is involved. Which cool. Is, yeah. <laughs> After reading up a lot on uh, Elon Musk lately, oh boy, yeah, not a fan, but... No,
1: just like a normal fan of totally non-controversial figure Tom Cruise instead.
0: At least Tom Chris isn't a jerk like Elon Musk.
1: I don't know. I hear he yells at his staff. We'll oh, get into that.
0: We'll get into that later. Yeah, the space movie. So I remember looking up a little while ago on IMDb and there was a credit for a movie that had no information called Lunar Park. And so when they announced all the space stuff, I was like, well, clearly that movie's going to be Lunar Park, but apparently it's not.
1: They're two different movies. Yeah. So there is Doug Lyman directing both of them. Really? Yeah. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so the only other thing that... Is known is that he's developing two movies with Tom Cruise, the other one being a movie that all is known about is a science fiction film and it's called Lunar Park. I got my own theories in terms of what I want that to be.
0: (laughs) Uh, I basically want it to be Lunar Park as we know it, except somehow on the moon.
1: Isn't there like a Futurama episode? Futurama episode.
0: Just the, f- it's just
1: an adaption of the future I'm episode.
0: We're whalers on the moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be great. Um, so yeah, not- I
0: didn't know that. I just assumed, yeah, at first I thought Lunar Park was going to be the space movie. And then I thought, then I found out it wasn't. And I, yeah, didn't know that they were actually both going to be Doug Lyman movies, which is exciting because Edge of Tomorrow rules.
1: Jim Bridenstine, who is um, a spokesperson for NASA, said that, NASA is excited to work with at Tom Cruise on a film aboard the at space underscore station exclamation point. We need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make at NASA's ambitious plans a reality. Wow. Elon Musk followed this up with should be a lot of fun. Managed to not like call any people saving children pedophiles in the space of that. So he did did pretty well with that tweet. For
0: Elon Musk, that's a big, that's big. What is Is there anything else we know about a space movie yet?
1: Nope, that's it. That's oh. all we know. That's and, all you know about either of those movies.
0: And will COVID be affecting... Yeah, and the weight of back?
1: the world is on Tom Cruise's shoulders to keep movies in production during COVID, Cara. Why
0: are you so mean about it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's
1: riding on him okay he's gonna keep these movies going he just loves cinema so much Tom Cruise yelled at his staff quite voraciously uh last week and the internet
0: was wasn't last week it was a few weeks ago a few weeks ago yeah so all right we'll talk about that I heard about that as soon as it happened obviously because as soon as anything Tom Cruise happens or will message me immediately it was nice at first until I went on Twitter that everyone was like oh no I totally understand where he's coming from like normally people just like bloody Tom Cruise he's a Scientologist but there all like oh i'm not really a fan of Tom Cruise's uh, religious beliefs but uh, i'm totally support him and you know covid's very serious and he's you know and that was nice to see normally i have to wade through so many comments that are all like being mean to tom cruise i have to fight the urge to fight them all on facebook or wherever or instagram no they were, everyone was pretty cool until i saw twitter and everyone's like how dare he yell at anyone ever this is the worst in my opinion <laughs> he shouldn't have yelled at people and i think he knew that immediately uh, i could think we can tell that because towards the end of his tirade he actually starts softening and starts kind of being like okay we're gonna he didn't apologize at the time but I imagine he apologized later and he felt really bad because Tom Cruise has curated this particular image of himself where he doesn't yell he keeps his cool all the time and yeah it was just like total disappointed dad vibes he just like you know you're in the back of the car annoying your siblings and he and just you simply and scream it. at your
1: children for five minutes straight <laughs> about well, this them is this is potentially ruining everything.
0: This is something we found. Ben's like, my parents never, ever did that to me. I'm like, well, you're the only one, Ben. Like- at some point, most of us pissed off one of our parents so much that they just lost it. And like, that's why there's a whole thing on The Simpsons. Like, that's it. Back to Winnipeg. Like, it's <laughs> parents sometimes just you Why'd just, you
1: think I took you out of the police academy movies?
0: For fun? Oh, I didn't see anybody laughing. Exactly. Um, <laughs>
1: I probably lean more on the Twitter side of things in terms of the reaction. I don't feel like in like a professional environment, anyone should ever yell like that that is that, that for me that like was strong memories of like that Christian Bale no it's nothing so, like fucking it, Christian it, Bale it Still, it's, it, for me it's sort of like hit home a little bit more like that I feel like the information he could have very strongly put across to his to his um staff at the time is probably something that he didn't need to sit there screaming and berating for five minutes to, no, like, to he get didn't. across
0: but I also feel like that information had been conveyed again and again and then he saw people not social distancing mm. after being on the phones being like Tom Cruise is this is all riding on you if you like you know this, the industry might not might not survive this so make sure this film is perfect and if anyone sees you not social distancing big trouble and he's like walks out and there's two people it's like hanging out next on the computer next to each other and he just lost his temper and it sucks and he immediately put him on, on holidays and probably sent groveling fucking presents to them. Like his white chocolate <laughs> coconut cake he sends <laughs> everyone at Christmas. Really? <laughs> yeah. He sends a lot of people this particular cake, which one day, that's my life mission now, is I want to get one of these fucking cakes from Tom Cruise. Wow. Uh, this has
1: been Tom Cruise Gossip Corner.
0: But it was interesting seeing Tom Cruise in the news.
1: I just couldn't stop thinking about that video from like earlier in, when they could just go to the movies again He went and saw Tenet. Yeah, and like it's just him with like a mask on, very excitedly, like a tiny schoolboy going to the movies, and be, and he leaves the movies, and he's like, "We did it, everybody! We saw a movie. Good work, everyone! You bloody did it!"
0: And Christopher McCroy just tagging along. Yeah,
1: and he's just, and I imagine sort of like just when he's sitting there yelling, he's just thinking about that moment where he got to like proudly say to everyone in a movie theater that he didn't know, "You did it, guys! We're at the cinema. We love cinema."
0: Oh, he loves movies so much, Ben. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's also been really good seeing all the uh, – I guess because there's not much going on in the world of movies. I mean, it sucks because I'm starting to get spoiled by it for the next Mission Impossible movie, but there's been so much cool stuff behind-the-scene footage of him doing stunts and just random More shit. More like
1: Mission Nothing's Impossible for Tom Cruise.
0: Like, just seeing, like, him getting ready to jump across gondolas in Venice, like, near where we went.
1: Sorry, getting ready to jump across gondolas.
0: Yeah, okay. like, there's gondolas, there's all the boats on the canals, and, yeah, they were practicing while he was wearing a full mask. Oh, he's, like, he wears multiple masks. He's, like, practicing, and then they sh- Yeah,
1: Tom Cruise doesn't wear one mask at a time. He wears four masks at a time. He's going to be extra safe because he takes COVID seriously.
0: <laughs> oh, i don't invite you onto this. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Tom Cruise's <laughs> biggest fan also.
0: All right. I'm a big
1: Tom Cruise fan. It just comes with a lot of Scientology reservations.
0: Yes. Like I keep telling people, Tom Cruise wasn't a Scientologist. I don't think anyone would not like him.
1: And I'm reading reading a book about the life of Elron Hubbard and what a grifter he was at the moment. So I'm getting extra snarky about it.
0: No, fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, let's talk about uh, things we've done lately. What about
1: what about the thing that we watched?
0: That's what I'm saying going to say, like yeah. things that revolve around Tom Cruise in some way happening in our personal lives. So I had my birthday on the 23rd of December, and Benjamin here surprised me by booking out a cinema just for me, and I got to choose whatever movie I wanted. And it was a tough choice. I was really wanted to do night and day because I haven't seen that at the cinemas and I love that movie but a bunch of the friends that we're inviting aren't necessarily Tom Cruise fans and so I decided to go with a safer option that everyone loves and it was Edge of Tomorrow and it was fucking amazing like I told everyone that if you want to talk and cheer and whatever during the movie I don't mind because I have seen it not only at the movies but also like multiple times and everyone was just silent the whole time because it's such a fucking banger. Spoiler alert,
1: good movie. Could have been a better title, though. They should have gone with the original uh, story's title, Every Day is Kill.
0: Yeah, that is a good title. I think that's what they're doing for the second one. Oh, really? They're yeah. making a second one? Yeah, they're doing a How sequel. many science fiction movies can Doug Lyman do? I don't know, but they're, like, they're already in pre-production for that.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. That's exciting. That's good. Tom Cruise, doing stunts until he's 87. Speaking of science fiction or real fiction space station 3d (laughs)
0: yep that was pretty
1: cool uh so it was a 47 minute film uh directed by uh someone called tony myers who uh directs a lot of imax 47 minute documentaries for families to take uh, below the sydney Harbour bridge uh she's done a few space ones she's done one on the the Mir space station which Mir was the russian space station uh that, that most international um countries were able to utilize from the late 80s to about 2001 Mm -hmm. And she's also done one on Hubble Telescope. And um, this was about the early years of the International Space Station.
0: Basically building it. Yeah,
1: because it sort of it sort of started going up about 1998. Towards the, I think when they sort of started to realize that the Mir space station was maybe on its last legs or needing to sort of be replaced, a bunch of different countries got together and drove this one uh, more of a planetary effort, if you will. And it sort of got put together mostly over ten years from about the late from about the late nineties. Uh, yeah. So this is about four four or five years into its existence.
0: Yeah, but they were it was only just being built. Like they didn't have much up there when they yeah. started. Yeah, well it was kind of cool. Like they showed how they actually built it and how the astronauts get ready for it and all the different countries that were kind of involved. and Helped along
1: by the dulcet tones of Tom Cruise.
0: And Tom Cruise is stoked the whole time. He's like, I'm a diver, so what they're <laughs> doing here, I'm like, Tom Cruise, you're not a diver.
1: <laughs> I'd just like to point out my favourite line from it, mm. uh, which is Tom Cruise saying, in space, it's important to keep your sense of humour. These guys are huge fans of Austin Powers.
0: <laughs> That was the funniest thing ever.
1: (laughs) And they play
0: the Austin Powers music.
1: (laughs) And I'm just trying to imagine this nightmare of going to space and, like, two people in this cramped space It's like, the size of a Volkswagen and you have to be next to someone that won't fucking stop quoting Austin Powers
0: yeah, baby, yeah. and. Uh, cool. Yeah. It <laughs> should be
1: like a rule, like when they're doing the test for being a NASA thing to have a weird obsession with comedy and Austin Powers. Nope, I guess you're off the list. You can't be in a space with someone for, for three months.
0: No, not uh, not Austin Powers, but I am obsessed with the uh, Scooby-Doo movie. Good. Good. Yeah.
1: Oh, he really liked the first Borat movie. Oh, and no. Just,
0: oh, no. Um, I imagine
1: it would have been amazing to see this uh, thing on IMAX. Uh, unfortunately, we watched it on YouTube in 144p. Uh, I managed to get it back up to 720 at one point. Great. Yeah. It wasn't quite the um, quality I imagine it would have been uh, experienced in. Yeah, it
0: would have been like, it was just a fun little shortish documentary film but on a big massive screen coming through actually 3d would have been really cool uh, it also makes me realize that i don't want to go to space and yeah, space
1: is it turns out pretty terrifying like, scary i don't want to go there. everything it's very feels scary.
0: scary and they were showing like how if you drifted away from the space station how they use a little jetpack to you know get back to the space station and i've watched too many movies where that doesn't work and people just fucking float out into the eternal abyss and i Absolutely not. Mm,
1: not a big fan of the Eternal Abyss. So. Oh,
0: and everything's so cramped, and like just the thought of going into a spacesuit makes me cringe with terror. Like I'm, I'm a bit claustrophobic, and that just sounds like a nightmare.
1: Big fan of one of the astronauts. One book they took onto the ship being Shogun, though. I, I, wonder if they're like they read it seven times while they're on the one trip. If they if, I wonder if like you go on a space station and you're allowed to take one book. So you have to pick one book that you reread 17 times?
0: Yeah, what would you pick? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know at all. I'd just pick the biggest book I could find. Mm.
1: The one that looks it. intimidating enough that I'll never really start it and keep putting it off until the end of it. And then after I get back to Earth, I'll be like, had fucking time. I could have done this. I could have read the book finally. I read everything basically.
0: I don't know what I'd take. I mean, nowadays to take my e-reader.
1: Take your e-reader. as I was wondering, uh, yeah. like, can you Genius just t- over here. Take your e-reader. That sounds like a really good idea.
0: But also, can you take... I wonder if nowadays you can take your phone. Like, I know you don't have phone reception, but you Oh, like have- when
1: you're on the aeroplane and they want you to turn the phone off so you don't muck with the satellite uh, navigation. Mm. So you have to turn... They have a message at the start of this spaceship shuttle launch that it's probably not a good idea to put your phone on. At least not during takeoff and landing.
0: But do they get to... Have their phones and then can they just charge things?
1: Yeah. Why didn't Tom Cruise narrate more about this in the film? I wonder. Because it
0: was made in 2001. We didn't have mobile phones like that. All they had was Discmans.
1: They just had, Dis- they had Shogun and Discmans. Yeah. What we've Uh, Astronauts are really dorky. Really yeah. dorky.
0: They're the biggest nerds in the world. Yeah.
1: So. I assume that that's kind of like the prerequisite. You've got to dedicate your entire life to nonstop being a nerd, of, of, you know, a studier and learning nonstop new degrees just to make sure you don't die in the vacuum of space.
0: Hang on. When did Austin Powers come out?
1: Like 95. Oh, he's wondering whether t- Tom Cruise had been Austin Powers No, at that No, point.
0: that was um Austin Powers 2 is Austin was
1: Powers was like 90. No, who's Austin
0: Powers 3 he was in?
1: 1995,
0: no, 96? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> this is like 2001 or whatever. Like Those guys were still obsessed with Austin Powers like five or six years after that movie had come out. Uh,
1: 1997. And just for reference, this came out the same year as Tom Cruise was in Austin Powers in Goldmember.
0: Oh, he was stoked then.
1: One of the things I did note about this is this was made just before sort of Tom Cruise's big public relations issue period, Um, and they made a number of other sort of like, you know, NASA sort of space documentary sort of stuff around the same time and didn't really have him back to do anything, even though I imagine at the time he was a fairly strong proponent of like all things space and thing, because obviously Scientology, not that that necessarily has a straight correlation to space other than being in the space that Scientology exists mm. that they've sort of like come full circle again and NASA's like yeah Tom Cruise is the right person to uh help us uh spread the word of imagination and wonder and being scientists and engineers la 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 uh probably is a pretty good indication of where Tom Cruise is on his public relations track that he's sort of re- reformed that not entirely based on the way that uh, you talk to people about it but uh at least on like a public front With he, Nath- he's definitely, as far as like, NASA is concerned he's sort of he's reclaimed that a fair bit
0: yeah he has I think Tom Cruise has come to a point now. where people still remember the couch bit and they know he's a Scientologist, but it's just long enough ago that people don't really think about it as much. And yeah, so now- I
1: imagine he pays someone a lot of money to make sure that that happens.
0: Well, how do you, like you can't control- I think it's just, yeah, I don't think- A publicist has anything to do with that. I think that is just good old time. Like, same as Mel Gibson has been able to get back in movies because people are like, oh, but that was a little while ago. I assume
1: Mel Gibson's also got a publicist that he pays a lot of money who says, try not saying anti-Semitic things in public.
0: Try not being a fucking asshole to any woman that you encounter mm. just for five minutes. See how that goes. You might find it pays dividends. Well, you know, the whole Tom Cruise kind of thing that happened back then was because he fired his publicist and then employed family members to do it. And they're like, yeah, talk about Scientology. That's a great <laughs> idea. And it'll blow up. So, yeah, I imagine yeah, the publicist... wonder if there. one of that
1: publicist that he fired got white chocolate cake.
0: <laughs> like, not immediately, not the first Christmas after he fired him, but when he realized how, how much work... <laughs> He'd been I'm
1: giving-
0: sorry. <laughs> he my white chocolate coconut cake.
1: <laughs> sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah, I always talk about it's like the new Tom Cruise Renaissance where people are forgetting all that stuff and now because they have to listen to me fucking bang on about it all the time, they're like, yeah, no, Tom Cruise movies rule. Yeah, there's a new Tom Cruise Renaissance and I am taking full credit for that.
1: Wow, congratulations. You you really did it.
0: He should pay me.
1: He should pay you that publicity money.
0: Oh, just give me one white chocolate coconut cake. Just
1: don't become a Scientologist.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's probably. I tell you
1: what, I'll buy you a white chocolate cake.
0: That's not the same. I want the Tom Cruise one. Mm, That's pretty good. Apparently, it's from the fanciest bakery in LA. It's Mm. real fancy cake.
1: Okay, mine won't be that fancy.
0: I had hoped that Tom Cruise baked them himself, but no, I looked it up and it's actually from a bakery.
1: Wow. See, that should be the controversy, and that's what I'd like to make a big deal out of.
0: Doesn't make his own cakes.
1: He doesn't make his own cakes
0: mentioned Tom Cruise, like his little chef hat, getting all flustered in the kitchen, trying to make 100 cakes.
1: Just yelling at the many servants he's got there <laughs> who won't help him do it properly.
0: <laughs> okay, that'll do for us today. Uh, thank I'm you. S-
1: sorry for being so mean to Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah, you better be. We'll talk about this later. Uh, thank you for so much for joining us again. Uh, welcome to 2021. I hope your holiday period was pretty good. I hope that 2021 sucks a lot less, that I don't have to do as many, uh, what are they called, Zoom talks. But although that was also fun. I got to do some episodes with people from interstate that I wasn't going to because I had this idea in my head that it had to be all in person. So maybe I'll still do some Zoom ones. Who knows? But yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you again for joining me, Benjamin. More than welcome. And we'll catch you next time for a full episode.